I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. On Make It Cute, we make good food and cocktails too. I'm here for you to make it cute. Yeah, make it cute. Oh, me and you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're back for another episode, second episode of 2021. So excited to chat. This episode's going to cover quite a variety of topics. We are going to be a little bit more over the place than I intended, only because of some events that have transpired. This is not a political show, and I'm not going to get completely political, but I do want to highlight just some of the events that have happened this week. Um, I think that staying in the know and staying up to date is super important. And of course, we saw everything transpire on Wednesday on Twitter and on Facebook and on CNN and NBC and Fox News and what whatever <laughs> news platform that you get your news on. We saw a lot of things transpire, but I want to talk about a couple personal things that have transpired, um, some things that kind of have affected me this 2021. And also I want to talk about um, the theme that I'm planning on practicing during the year. Um, before I kind of get into the current events, I want to tell you a little bit of background about the theme that I'm practicing. So one of my favorite YouTubers, Do It On Dime, Catherine, she inspired me to pick a word of intention for the year. Um, I've been doing this for about three years now, uh, ever since I started watching her. And every year, my word of intention is different. Last year, my word of intention was gratitude. And I even talked about gratitude a lot on one episode and throughout like the podcast itself. But 
This year, my word is mindfulness. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to practice mindfulness a little bit later in the episode, but I feel like it is my due diligence just as an American and as a human to talk about the events that have transpired um, over the course of this week, this first week of 2021. I feel like a lot of us just expected the reset button to be hit, that 2020 would end and then we would go into 2021 like nothing happened and that the pandemic would magically end and that everything would magically be okay and good again. But that's not necessarily the case. Um, We find that some events that transpired in 2020 are leaking over to 2021 and that um, some unnecessary behaviors are being exhibited and some just a lot is happening. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, I want to start off this conversation with just reading a tweet off. So this tweet comes from user NeutralMilk83. And this tweet says, I cannot believe finding out Kanye West might have shagged Jeffree Star was only like the third most insane thing that happened today. When I saw that tweet, it really put a lot of things into perspective that a lot happened that day and that we had to endure a lot and that we were dragged all over the creation. Uh, One thing that happened, of course, is the Kimye um, complication or the divorce um, with the speculations of Kanye West potentially cheating or being involved with a male beauty guru who was in Wyoming. Speculations aside... I'm not really a celebrity gossip um, podcast. Funny thing is the network has one that talks about celebrity breakups, and I'm sure this will make its way into the catalog. It's called Dunzo. So if you're looking for that type of um, content, I would check it out over there. But I do want to just like hit upon it. The fact that that was like the third most insane thing that happened that day not third most interesting insane thing thing that you couldn't really like think about happening but of course the elephant in the room is what happened yesterday and kind of like why it happened and who knows if it was planned some people are saying it's planned some people are saying it's random whatever your opinion is like i said this isn't a political one but this is something that i do have to talk about um because it's something that we want to say this isn't our America, this isn't reflective of our American values. But it was Americans who stormed the Capitol. It was Americans who protested. Um, And what I have to say to that um, is that it was unnecessary. We have elections every year, every year. And I feel like one thing that I saw a lot were talks surrounding the certifications of the votes on TikTok and Twitter and other various forms of social media. So I think it was expected that something like this would happen. Um, I don't think we would know on this scale, Um, but I'm just, I'm disappointed. Um, That's the best word. All of the violence and destruction and terror that happened yesterday and that was incited and that was not stopped um, was just unnecessary. There's a lot of things and a lot of causes that it's very necessary for your voice to be heard. It is very necessary for you to come together as one and stand up for what you believe in. But the events that transpired yesterday were careless. They were reckless. And 
I forgot what celebrity said it, but they said it pretty correctly. The people who participated in this, they had to be on something, whether it was high on life or high on meth, who knows? But again, this isn't political. It may be a little bit politically fueled, but I'm just talking strictly about our humanity and the the type of person you have to be in order to to do something like that. Again, there's a time and a place. And yesterday, and storming a federal building, that was not the time or the place. Um, and it's really funny because I think a common trend now is talking about things that are harder to get into than the Capitol. Um, my friend Audrey made a video about it. And it was really funny. And one of them was super true. Um, there's this restaurant in New York City called Carbone. It's um, down in the East Village, um, not too far away from like... Greenwich. Um, I know that sounds a little bit contradictory, but um, go to Washington Square Park and head south and you'll find it. (laughs) That's how I get there. But it is so hard to get a reservation there, yet thousands of Americans were able to get into the Capitol. It just, it it baffles me and it's beyond me. Um, And I just, I feel like it's going to take a while for all of us to kind of cope and heal from that. Um, But I'm just happy, you know, I was sitting unbothered at home. And another event that happened yesterday was the Georgia runoffs, um, which ended up leading to a Democratic majority in the Senate and basically a Democratic majority of the government. And again, not politically fueled. Um, If that is something that you support, kudos if that's something that you're against. I'm, I I guess I'm sorry, but you know, it's life. We all voted. We all participated in the democratic process. Uh, The same feelings that some of us felt in 2016, I'm sure people are feeling now. And it's, you know, no matter what, we're a country divided. And um, I, I don't say that lightly, but it's so true. I've, I am, turning 24 years old and in my life I've never seen such division um with with a com with a country like it is actually a little bit heartbreaking just to see how humanity and social policy is so political and I understand it has to be political but I think humans shouldn't ineptly be political like there's certain things that can be political but like just being a human and existing as a human within the ways that you would like to exist. I don't think that should be a political issue, but again, I could really good on this rabbit hole and make this like a huge politically fueled episode, but in the interest of practicing my term of intention for the year, mindfulness, I am not going to do that to you or to myself because one act of being mindful is kind of checking in and I can definitely see myself as we progress in this conversation, um, getting more and more charged and fueled. But I did want to double back to the Kim and Kanye divorce. Like I said, I'm not really a celebrity gossip podcast, but I do think it's something to talk about. It's something that's really interesting because I'm personally not the biggest fan of, I guess reality TV. So I never really kept up with keeping up with the Kardashians. I know some people watch it religiously, but it's really interesting. Just like everyone kind of thought that they'd be together forever. They have multiple kids together. Does not mean that you cannot like 
get remarried or whatever. But I just think that it's just a very interesting topic. And it also happened so quickly on the same day that so many other things were happening. Um, So Kim and Kanye, my gift to you is that I know if I was going through a divorce, I would probably want something really good and decadent to eat um, during the process or after the process or to cope with the process, whatever the case may be. Um, So I want to get into the recipe for this episode. I was inspired by the Kim Kanye divorce because I was thinking, what would I want if I was getting divorced? Obviously, I've never been married. Um, Not obviously. If you don't know me, I have never been married. (laughs) I guess I'm just dating that for the public. Um, But I was thinking if I was going through a divorce, what is something that I might want or something I might like use to help me cope? And I was thinking carbs, lots of carbs. And then I was also thinking chocolate. So I figured, why not combine the two? I'm not a pastry chef. And I have no intention on being a pastry chef. And I have no intention of making croissants from scratch. So I'm going to teach you how to make these super easy and super delicious chocolate croissants that don't even take that long. Um, Most of the ingredients are pre-made and it's just more so assembly and putting it together rather than actually like creating yourself. Because I don't know if everyone here knows how croissants are made, but croissants take a process it is it's a huge process to make a croissant from scratch there is multiple layers of laminating the dough so then it gets all these flaky layers and you want to chill the dough and have the butter and roll in the butter so the burst butter in every layer it's just a process that i'm not interested in subjecting myself to um one of my favorite uh youtubers or creators um her name is alex um, A-L-I-X, and she was on BuzzFeed. I, I don't know if she returned to BuzzFeed. I'm very unclear on that, but she was on BuzzFeed, and she showed the behind the scenes of her making croissants. I think potentially chocolate croissants, and after seeing that, I committed to myself to never, ever put myself some, through something like that. Um, I love myself too much, and I value my time too much, and my time is too valuable. So, We're going to make a kind of like quick and easy version. And our hack is instead of making the croissant dough from scratch, we're going to use puff pastry. So have you ever bought those Pillsbury crescent rolls? I have. They're delicious, but they don't work well for this recipe because they're not the size that we need. And also, I don't think they get as fluffy and crispy as like a good puff pastry does. So that's why I'm opting to use puff pastry. So you can do this one of two ways. You can go ahead and cut your puff pastry into triangles. Um, That is definitely one way to get it done. You're going to get more of the traditional croissant layers, but I want to make more of the chocolate croissant type shape, which is usually more like a rectangle or brick as I like to call it. So what you're going to do is you are going to cut out your dough to the size to be basically a little bit bigger than your chocolate piece. So the chocolate piece I'm using is about an inch long. So I'm going to cut about an inch and a half of dough um, or even bigger. It it honestly depends upon your chocolate to dough ratio. Um, And then you're going to go ahead and roll it up long ways. So then the chocolate is horizontal or 
and then you're rolling it horizontally or you're going to roll it vertically, but the chocolate is horizontal. So if you, if you know what that motion looks like, if you know, you know, I think we can kind of understand like which way we would roll it because we only left ourselves a little bit of clearance on either side. So we wouldn't roll it that way. Right. So we're going to roll it up and then we're going to make a quick little egg wash. We're just going to use um, a whole egg and we're going to just whisk it up. Um, you can add a little bit of water and we're going to brush that. And then we're going to do a little bit of molten salt. So I do want to have a quick conversation about salts because when I say molten salt, people may not know what that is. Um, so molten salt is a finishing salt, um, similar to like fleur de sal. It's just another brand. I think molten salt is also French as well. Um, it's just as expensive as fleur de sal. Um, I think maybe slightly less expensive, but um, it's just a finishing sea salt. Um, I don't use sea salt a lot in my cooking. I like kosher salt because I think you can control the flavor of it a little bit more. It's not as salty, um, so it's a lot more forgiving. So I use um, diamond crystal kosher salt in most of my recipes if anyone was curious about that but for this you really do want like a good flaky salt i i wanted to avoid saying flaky salt because i feel like flaky salt was such a food trend at one point and i like to be like oh i don't abide by all the trends hence why i'm not doing this tortilla trend that's trending on tiktok right now can't you won't catch me doing it or you may catch me doing it for clout we'll see but back to the recipe, um, we're going to sprinkle a little bit of molten salt on top or just any finishing salt that you have. Uh, don't go and buy finishing salt just for me. It just makes the chocolate a little bit more chocolatey and the butter a little bit more buttery. It just makes everything a little bit better. Um, but we're going to just pop that in the oven and we're going to bake it just slightly longer than the puff pastry directions say. So I can't tell you exactly how long to bake it because... There's no one way fits all for puff pastry. So bake it according to the instructions in your box. It's like cooking pasta. Like I can't tell you how long to cook your pasta because not everything's equal. So um, bake, I would say two to three minutes longer than what it says in your box. When it comes out, at least let it rest for like five to 10 minutes because it's going to be hot inside. But then you can take a really good big bite of that carby, chocolatey deliciousness. Um, and you just made homemade chocolate croissants, or I guess it's semi-homemade. It's more so, like I said, assembly more so than anything else. But I still think it is a great process. Oh my gosh, I said process. I've been watching way too much Degrassi. Um, a great process. And I think it's just like something that, you know, I would want if I was going through a divorce. But kind of transitioning away from the first seven days, or as some people call it, the trial run of 2021, I want to talk about being mindfulness. Uh, being mindful and how I'm going to practice mindfulness this year and what I'm going to do. And also just like, I want to encourage everyone, if you don't have a word of intention for the year, pick one. It is so nice to motivate your year and like center your year around a common theme. I think that gratitude really helped me last year especially whenever the pandemic started and everything happened. And I literally did an episode about all the things I was grateful for and all the wonderful blessings that I was able to have in 2020. And mindfulness is definitely something that I did not practice a lot of. I was not very kind to myself. I was not very forgiving of myself. And 
that's something that I really am trying to do in this current year. I think it's so important to just be nice and kind and wonderful to yourself, you know? So let's talk about how I'm going to practice mindfulness this year and how maybe you can practice a little bit mind or more mindfulness. I feel like there's always room for mindfulness in our lives. Um, I feel like it's something that really gets pushed to the back burner a lot and it's hard to really acknowledge when you're not practicing it. So here's some things that you can actively do and kind of subconsciously do to practice it. So one thing I'm going to do is check in with myself. I mentioned that a little bit earlier this episode, but I want to really define what checking in with myself means for me. Checking in with yourself may look different person across person, but this is what checking in with myself means for me in this upcoming year. One way I'm checking in with myself is by managing my energy levels. I'm going to take assessments of my energy levels, see where I'm at. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Evaluate the circumstances of my life that may be affecting it. I work in public accounting, so I have a busy season that is about to happen, and this will be very important to practice during busy season for me. Um, Long days, long nights, early mornings, late nights, you know, that's the deal. Um, And I know what I signed up for. I've already done it. But managing my energy levels will definitely make it a little bit better. Um, And also communicating when my energy levels are at a deficit in ways that I can actively take charge of my energy levels, whether it is stepping away for five minutes or taking a 10 minute nap with, you know, a million alarm sets and then I actually wake up on time. Um, whatever mindfulness for myself may be and whatever checking in with myself may lead to, um, just making sure that I'm verbalizing those conversations to others as well. Um, even my friends, I think one way that I'm practicing mindfulness is I'm trying to be on my phone less than I have been in years prior. I think that 
being on the phone can be a very addicting thing. It's just a little device in our hand that exposes us to a huge world of content that can be unlimitedly consumed and just a million things that you can kind of like go down the rabbit hole for. Um, So one way that I'm practicing mindfulness is by trying to limit my screen time and limit my um, interaction on my phone. And just like, again, communication is really important when you're trying to do something. If you don't communicate it to others and there's a certain or sudden change in your behavior, it's a lot harder to verbalize after the fact because it almost seems like you're making an excuse or you're uh, covering something up rather than being honest and genuine and upfront about it. So when you are practicing mindfulness, clue people in that you're practicing mindfulness and that, again, mindfulness for yourself may look different from mindfulness for me or for the other person listening, whatever the case may be. Mindfulness is super important to be practicing. Um, so friends, if you're listening to this and I don't reply to your text immediately, one way I'm being mindful to myself is by limiting my screen time. Another way that I'm planning on being mindful is with my savings and my financial goals and whatever those may be. I'm not going to talk dollar values or figures or anything, but what I'm doing to practice mindfulness subconsciously is enacting no spend days. And on those days, I'm not allowed to spend a single dollar on something other than, you know, something that benefits me immediately that day. So no unnecessary Amazon purchases or no unnecessary clothing purchases or household purchases unless, and I said unnecessary. So me buying a new throw pillow is not necessary, but me buying dishwashing detergent is if I ran out. So really understanding what necessary purchases are. And again, that's going to look different person to person, but that is another way that I'm being mindful to myself is subconsciously not spending. So then I am in essence saving or just like pushing the spending to a different day, however you choose to look at it. Um, But that is another way that I'm practicing mindfulness that isn't even that active. Another way that I'm definitely planning on practicing mindfulness is by treating myself, but treating yourself isn't always buying like a thousand dollar pair of boots or buying like a new wallet or a, a new coat or something. Treating yourself can look really different. I think treating yourself is by doing something for yourself that you normally wouldn't do. One thing that I never do for myself is like masks. Like I do my ordinary um, AHA or BHA plus 30, whatever, the red mask that went viral on TikTok. I do that because, um, you know, it makes my skin feel good. I do that once a week. But I mean, like, you know, doing like an actual face mask or a foot mask or doing a massage or something, some type of self-care is how I'm going to treat myself. And that is what mindfulness looks like to me. That's what treating myself looks like to me. Or it could be that, you know, I'm super stressed and I don't have time to cook and I need to do something. I need to nourish my body. Um, One way that I'm being mindful is just in the choices that I'm making. Uh, For example, I was extremely stressed after all the events that transpired this week and I decided to order sushi. And honestly, I think that it soothed my soul and 
soothed my hunger and soothed my mental state. It it really just took me away because the act of eating sushi, a, a little background, I guess, for me is like the act of eating sushi is really relaxing. The dipping it into the soy sauce or dipping it into whatever, if you have spicy mayo or whatever you're doing and taking a ginger to cleanse the palate or adding wasabi or whatever the case may be. I think sushi um, is similar to like a tequila shot where you have like a little bit of um, entertainment and a little bit of flair to doing it. It's like the act of eating sushi rather than the actual eating itself. Um, So that is one way that I'm already practicing mindfulness in this new year. I think you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. And there's a lot of different ways that you can be nice and kind to yourself. Um, And I think one way that you can do that is by nourishing yourself, but also, you know, we love to drink. So we're going to nourish ourselves and get our booze on. So lately, I've been posting a lot of videos to TikTok about my smoothie habits. And instead of really giving the recipe, I've been just kind of talking over it and telling stories, um, being a little bit more vulnerable, just, you know, encouraging people. That's kind of like the vibe I want to set for my platform this year. And I think that's also going to show on this show. Um, and the throughout the episodes this year, I really want to make sure that we're making each other better and that we're making our own lives better and we're taking accountability and taking responsibility. Um, and any way that I can enable or provide tools to do that, I will definitely do so. But we are going to nourish ourselves with some good veggies and fruits. And we're also going to, you know, add a little booze because what's, what's the fun and having a smoothie without booze. I mean, otherwise it's just a smoothie, which, you know, smoothies are great, but a boozy smoothie sounds a lot more fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I love the way that I just said boozy smoothie. It almost reminded me of Maya Rudolph saying bubble bath. I think I got it. Bubble bath. If you haven't watched Big Mouth, please watch it. Um, even if it's just season one and you'll understand what I'm alluding to. And I won't say, sound like a, a crazy person who's just saying bubble bath weirdly and all that jazz let's get into the smoothie recipe right um so my trick is to use frozen fruit um instead of adding ice ice waters down your smoothie um even if people say it doesn't it does um so i like using the fruit even though technically frozen fruit is just taking the fruit juice and freezing it. I think that it just makes for a better end product. So what I'm going to do is I just went to Wegmans. I bought a fruit medley. We're keeping it tropical. And this is the only like fruit we're really going to use besides like one other. Um, In this fruit medley, I have strawberries, peaches, mango, and pineapple. So it's very tropical, very island inspired. So I think you can guess kind of like what type of vibe we're going. We're going kind of like pina colada adjacent, um, more so than like, you know, anything else. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add a cup of frozen fruit into my blender. Um, Definitely make sure it contains pineapple though. Um, That's going to be key. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to add in about ounce and a half to two ounces, depending upon how strong you want, of coconut rum. Um, I'm using Malibu. You can use whatever you want. Those flavors are going to pair really well with our fruit flavors. I'm also going to add in a fresh or frozen banana whole thing. Let's do it. 
And then I'm going to top with either coconut milk or almond milk or vanilla almond milk, whatever type of milk you do. I think we already had this conversation. I'm a huge almond milk stan. So I'm going with almond milk. If it's not a flavored almond milk, like a vanilla almond milk, you can go ahead and add like a little splash of vanilla. Or if you're trying to keep it skinty, you can add a little bit of sugar-free vanilla, whatever you please. Like this is really yours to make. Or you can sweeten with honey as well. Um, But what you're going to do is you're just going to add all those ingredients to your blender. Um, And I don't know if I mentioned this, for but for the milk, you're going to use about uh, half a cup, so about four ounces. Um, You're going to blend it up. If you want a thicker smoothie, add more frozen fruit. If you want a thinner smoothie, add a little bit more milk. Um, So that is it. It's spiked, it's boozy, but it's tropical. And it is my favorite type because you can't really taste the alcohol. Like you can tell it's there, but you can't tell it's there, if that makes sense. Like if you know, you know. Um, so yeah, that's the drink. And I just want to thank all of you for hanging in there with me. I know this episode was not exactly what we're used to, but it was really important that we talk about things that are happening now and that we're living in the present and living in the moment. But also I encourage you and implore you to pick a word of intention for the future and for the present and for the now, but also for what the rest of this year is going to look like. And your word doesn't even have to be anything like super profound or special, as long as it's special to you, that is what matters. And as long as it meets you where you are, I think one thing that is important about picking words of intention is that Yes, we want to propel ourselves to where we're going, but we also have to meet ourselves where we are and address something that we know that we could probably be doing more or that we want to bring to the front burner. A lot of times we put ourselves and our issues on the back burner. And this year it's about us and it's about bringing ourselves to the front burner. So I want you to take a second and just to think about what your word of intention is going to be. Feel free to say it out loud. Feel free to write it down. Feel free to text it to a friend whatever you need to do, but remember this word and carry it with you in every action you take as you go through this year. I know that the first seven days of this year is not exactly what we planned, but there are so many more days to come and I'm excited and I am curious and I am feeling whimsical and just um, all these amazing things, but mostly I'm feeling happy that we made it another year and that we are able to see this year not everyone has that privilege remember that and unfortunately i'm gonna end on kind of a dark note but i hope that all of you have a wonderful day to come night to come whatever the case may be and i'll see you on the next episode bye hope you had a good time if so then please subscribe and leave a review because this podcast is new we drink we eat we laugh out loud my name is miles that's all for now